0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name is John, and this is r slash Entitled People. We've had a couple requests for uh, entitled parents, and I started reading through some of them, but then I decided to hop on over to Entitled People. Slightly smaller subreddit, but uh, I think the stories are a little more generic. Some of the parent stories get a little too deep for me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, some of these I thought might be a little bit fun and uh, something new to try out. So let's do some entitlement. 12 Entitled People in an Airbnb designed for 6 Cost me $600. Thought you might enjoy my second thirsty bee story. My wife and I own a mountain cabin, and a few years ago we decided to put it up on Airbnb. The place is a remote A-frame on three acres of forested land, with some views and it's about 30 minutes from a ski resort. This was our first Airbnb, so we were pretty cautious with everything. I.e. looking at guests' past reviews, asking them about their trip to make sure this place would suit them, etc. Everything was going pretty well until the entitled people booked the whole weekend for Thanksgiving. They told us they were driving out from Texas. Mom, dad, three little kids, and two dogs. Being that this was our first holiday rental, we went all out for them. We set a turkey to defrost in the fridge for them and left out a snack platter and a couple bottles of champagne. They arrive Sunday night and the next few days, all hell breaks loose. I get a 6 a.m. call Monday morning. The whole family's puking and sick as hell. They all had altitude sickness. The cabin is at 11,000 foot above sea level, so this happens. Especially when you're not in shape and just came from sea level. I did warn the guests about this ahead of time. So I'm on the phone talking them through everything. Where the urgent care is, what to do, etc. By day two, things have calmed down. This was Tuesday. However, then I take a look at our water cistern gauge, remotely monitored. This house has what we call a slow well recovery system. Basically, at some times of the year, the well might only produce around 60 gallons per day instead of the usual 300 plus. So we have a 500 gallon water storage system that helps smooth out the demand curves. Basically, once the tank goes below 40%, the well starts pumping. And if the well goes dry, a timer gets started and it'll pump again in three hours until the tank's topped up. The full description's in the listing and the guidebook. This system is more than adequate for six guests. Also, the house only has one bathroom and a 40-gallon hot water tank, so it's not like anyone can take long showers. Again, it's all in the listing and it's a rustic place. Tactically speaking, or technically, whatever, tactically speaking, we just ask guests to conserve water, but the system's fully automatic and no one even knows it's there. Well, after 48 hours, I checked our tank monitor and see it's around 35% full, which means the guests used all of the storage plus what the well can produce in two days. I'm estimating nearly 700 gallons of water. I literally thought something must be broken because there's no way in hell two parents and three little kids use that much. Like perhaps the well fuse popped and they got nothing from the well? So now I'm freaking out thinking this nice family's going to be out of water on Thanksgiving. I called her and politely asked that they conserve water and had them reset the system, aka turn the breaker on and off. So it basically said I'd monitor it for three hours and if I didn't see the levels make progress I'd get water trucked in. This would literally be a first as I've never needed to do it. Her response, sounds good, but hurry because we drink a lot of water. How weird of a comment is that? As if five people drinking a gallon a day, max, somehow equates to hundreds of gallons missing from the system. Well, there's really no change in water level after three hours, so I get on the phone to book a water truck, and as it's now one day before Thanksgiving, it's just not happening. So I now need to figure out how to transport water to this house. I live one and a half hours away. I went to a farm and tractor supply and bought a 275 gallon tank that would fit in my truck, plus hoses and pumps. Then I drive up there, figure out where I can buy bulk water from and go to the house. I finally get there around 4pm and the guests are out, but gave me permission to go inside and test things out, aka I wanted to make sure the system was working. It was so they really did use that. I went inside and found two huskies in a crate who had shit themselves, oh my god, and it was all over. The place smelled gross. The owner said they would be back and would clean it up. At this point, I've been working on this for eight hours. I'm sick. It's 10 degrees Fahrenheit outside, and I'm now hooking up the transfer pump. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and I still need to get to my parents' house. Thankfully, only 30 minutes from the cabin. I start pumping, then I see their car pull up, and they're waiting at the bottom of the driveway. Knowing they have small kids, I go down and say hi and let them know that they can go in, and I'll be done in about 40 minutes. They started to act real odd at this point, but go ahead in. Then I saw two more cars on the side of the road around the switchback. Big steep S-bend in front of the house. And then it clicks. The reason I just did all this work and spent nearly $600 on supplies is because these people had 12 people staying there. If you all are curious as to how I didn't notice when I went inside, I didn't snoop around, I just went straight to the breaker box and then went to the crawl space where the tanks are. Also, the smell from the dogs was just hard, so I got out as fast as possible. At this point, I went up to the front door, knocked, and said, be honest with me. How many people do you have staying here? Her, uh, nine. I could see she was lying, but even that number was over our legal capacity based on our permit. I told her, you realize this listing's for six people, right? Her, well, there are beds for more people and the kids have a crib and we didn't know our family wanted to come when we booked it. The loft does have a couch, so best case there is sleeping for eight adults, but I'm guessing people were sleeping on the couches as well. But then I told her, I just spent $600 plus a full day to solve a problem that was actually not a problem. Her, well, the house should have water. The house system was designed and tested for six. That stated number on the listing. I don't know how you think it's okay to have this many people here. She said, we could leave, but it would have to be tomorrow and we expect a refund because we don't want to drive down these roads in the dark with our kids. It's maybe 6 p.m. at this point. No cell service at the cabin, so I went to town, got on the Wi-Fi at a local bar, and called Airbnb. At this point, I had been hosting for three months and had no idea how to handle this situation. But now I was more afraid that they would damage something in the house. So Airbnb canceled their reservation and asked them to leave the house. I was able to recover around $200 for a deep cleaning on the house, and they didn't get a refund. On a funny note, at the beginning of this year, I started a hot tub service company, and water trucking is a service we offer. And I use some of that equipment to get started. My wife and I would really love to do something similar. Uh, not necessarily a cabin, you know, maybe, maybe small cabins like campground style cabins and things like that. Different things set up for Airbnb. The only way, however, that I would ever, ever truly consider doing it is if we live right on site. If I can't monitor with my own two eyes by standing out my own front door or whatever, or walking through, you know, the the property, then, uh, yeah, it's just not going to happen. It's funny, you hear all these stories online about how horrible landlords are and they're slumlords. Well, there really are slumlords and there really are bad landlords and bad people who ran Airbnbs. It's it's a fact of life. They are out there. Are they the majority? No. But one thing that I don't hear quite so often, unless I come to sites like the uh, subreddit for Entitled People, is how bad customers and tenants can be. People will take advantage and trash a place even though they don't own it. One thing I've always believed in, whether I was renting for a weekend, renting a house permanently or semi-permanently, or, you know, even just a campground site to put up a tent, I always leave the place better than I found it. Does that mean you have to pour thousands and thousands of dollars into a place? No. But, you know, I would do touch-up paint and things like that where the kids would get their grimy hands on the wood trim next to the door or something like that. You know, there's just no reason to abuse the place where you're staying or where you live. And uh, these people obviously had no idea about any of that. They just thought they could get away with uh, a cheap rental for Thanksgiving for the whole clan. Customer wanted my hat because, You're just a poor student. You shouldn't be able to afford this. As the title suggests, a customer believed that because I was a student, I couldn't afford to buy a quality product. Background. I came to the UK as an international student after completing my bachelor's in my home country to pursue a master's here. Like any student, I had trouble finding a decent job to work my hours, but eventually I found one at a not mall-ish store that opens 24 hours. Fast forward a year later and I'm almost at the end of my degree and working at the store in a supervisory capacity, which comes with a minimal raise as well. In the past year, I've set aside some savings from each month's salary and so now decided to spend some on myself. I went and bought a cap from a well-known brand to replace the one I had brought with me as it was getting frayed from the corners, etc. This happens as I'm working in the store around 9 to 9.30. The store is located next to the underground, so we see all kinds of characters in terms of drunks, kids, and general shoppers. My entitled person happens to be a woman in her late 30s who gives off pure I'm whiter, therefore better vibes. The entitled person says, Excuse me, I need you to get me whatever item she was standing literally next to. Ma'am, it's on the shelf behind you. She says, I can't see it, so get me this and don't be rude. And take off your cap when talking to me. Then mumbles something about students. Store rules permit us to wear caps as long as we're not on the till. I tell her that I'm allowed to wear the cap by the manager, and also because it's a bit chilly, but that won't affect any help you need. She looks at my hat. Where did you get this? Uh, I tell her I bought it. You're just a poor student. No way you bought this from your salary. A customer must have forgotten it and you must have nicked it. I told her, ma'am, I don't know how to convince you, but I bought this with my own money and I can even show you the receipt. Thank you, digital receipt. Entitled person says, receipts can be photoshopped. Give me this hat. It probably looks better on me anyway and it's much more my class. Yes, she said class, not style. As this conversation's happening, I'm finished with my work in the aisle and I try to leave, but she insists on creating a ruckus. The sole point of being that I stole that hat and must be stealing from the store, too. At which point, my manager steps in and asks her to leave. She does so, but not before trying to sneak the items she wanted into her bag, resulting in a banning notice. (laughs) You steal stuff! As she's getting caught trying to steal stuff. Amazing. And while this lady may have had racist thoughts because of, you know, your different skin tone or whatever... I think she's like this with everybody. I can almost guarantee you, if I was clean-shaven, dressed to the nines, she probably would have treated me the same way for different reasons. She's always got an excuse why she's better and she's allowed to act that way. I guarantee it. She's just an entitled princess. And good for you for standing your ground, and uh, and I would have never showed her a receipt. You know, go ahead and make all the noise you want, but kiss my ass while you're at it. Entitled guy wanted the bike I was riding because I was too short for it. Okay, this happened a couple years ago when I was still in middle school. So every Sunday I would go to the flea market in the morning with my grandfather and cousin who was in high school at the time. We leave the market early because there isn't anything to buy or caught our eye, So we either went to my grandfather's or cousin's house to hang out that day. And on that day, it was at my cousin's place. We hang out, talking, playing videos, that sort of thing, till we got bored. So we thought we'd go outside and ride bikes my cousin had in his garage. My cousin's tall and I'm shorter than him by a good bit give or take. So the bike I used to ride, I kind of had to do an awkward hop to get on and ride it. This is a key thing to keep in mind. So we're riding around and my cousin wanted something from the store. So we rode to the store. He was ahead of me and went over the thing where the stores have a tree and plants and a concrete curb. He gets over just fine and went into the store. I didn't think I could make it without falling on accident. So I got off the bike, not on the side of it, but with the rail between my legs as I'm trying, struggling, to anyone who sees me to move over to the curb. This made me a target to this guy, I guess. I heard this guy say, give me the bike, you're too short. Now I look at him and see a guy with his girlfriend. He definitely looks around the same age as my cousin, but a bit shorter than him. He repeats what he said again, but this time around I say some sarcastic remark or something that he clearly didn't like because next thing I see is him get mad to the point he's about to walk to where I'm at and probably beat me up and take the bike. But his girlfriend stops him, kind of pleads to him and literally has to pull his arm and walk away from doing something stupid Based on a reaction, this isn't something new to her. They walk away. Now I make it over to the curb and wait for Cousin outside. It's not long before he exits, and as we're leaving, this same guy, but without his girl, and has his hood pulled up in an attempt to hide. But I see his face and recognize him, because he has the same clothes on. He rides past us on his own bike, but this time I'm not alone, and he focuses right on my cousin who's next to me. To me, I think this guy probably went back to finish what he wanted to do, and get the bike and beat me up while at it. Then he has second thoughts when seeing my cousin and knowing that if he wanted to fight, he's probably going to lose. From there, I don't bother paying attention to him and we make our way back to my cousin's house. I tell my aunt and grandpa what happened and my aunt, who looks very concerned, says, don't go out anymore and stay in the house. Not sure what would have happened if my cousin wasn't with me. Probably something not good, but that's my encounter. I had some encounters like this when I was a kid. (laughs) So I tended to get bullied. Uh, I wasn't too big for my age I was probably average size I mean I'm big now not just girth I mean I'm like tall too but at that time you know I was a pudgy little kid with the blonde hair and freckles and I tended to be a target for some reason I remember one time staying at my mom's house Uh, my parents were divorced so I went back and forth and uh staying at my mom's house I was walking to the local basketball court which was at one of the local middle school's as I'm approaching the basketball court, I'm maybe 30 or 40 feet away still. I see an empty hoop on the other side of the court, so I'm, you know, trying to take make my way around, you know, and there's a group of kids playing at the one hoop. Uh, they're only playing half court. So I figured, okay, I would go to the other one just shoot some baskets. That's all I wanted to do. And as I'm rounding the court, which has tall fences and everything, they all start making fun of me. I've learned by that point to ignore people. I I wasn't going to talk back and stir, you know, hit the hornet's nest with a stick or anything. And uh, sure enough, as soon as I get near the gate, they all come bum rushing me, take my basketball and chase me all the way back to my mom's house. Never did get that basketball back. And that, boys and girls, is just one more reason why Uncle Reddit doesn't play basketball. That and being average height and fat. Anyway, you get the point. Hey guys, YouTube thinks you're going to like this video here on the screen. It would really help the channel if you'd click it and watch another one. See ya.